Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners, Thistle Farms. I've told you more than a few times how much I love Thistle Farms. I've told you about their candles and how they light the way for the next woman survivor of trafficking, prostitution, and addiction. Let me tell you today about some of the lives changed by that candle. Thistle Farms shared with me a story of a woman who'd been trafficked for three years. And when she first learned about the ritual of the candle, she said, that candle was lit before my trauma even happened. Before I knew I would need to heal from something, someone knew that a place needed to be created for me. My gosh, y'all. So this holiday season, friends, I encourage you to visit thistlefarms.org when looking for gifts for your friends and family. There's really nothing sweeter than giving a gift that the recipient will love and that helps to lift up the woman who made it. And just for our friends here, Thistle Farms is offering a discount when you use the code that that sounds fun at checkout. You get 15% off your purchase. So head to thistlefarms.org and use the code that sounds fun. And if you didn't hear our amazing news, the That Sounds Fun Tour is hitting the road again in February, March. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I just like, I can't wait. We are headed to a city near you and we're bringing fun and comedy, a special guest at each stop, all of that and more. Coming with us on the bus, there's a VIP experience that includes a Q&A with yours truly and a chance to meet and take a picture together, which y'all know I love. It is so fun. <laughs> I'm so ready. You can go to AnnieFDowns.com slash events for all the details and to get your tickets. I hope you'll join us. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Allison Trowbridge. You'll also hear me call her Allie. She goes by both. Allie's the founder and the CEO of Copper. It's a disruptive social platform that connects book enthusiasts and readers directly with authors. As the publishing landscape continues to lean into book clubs and social media as the cornerstone of a book launch marketing campaign, Copper streamlines the process, offering a unique subscription-based model for authors and a community of like-minded individuals who want to engage with the authors they love and with other voracious readers. Offering features like a customized bookshelf and discussion guides, audio hosting, and more, Copper takes the reading experience to a new level. Allie is also the host of the podcast Pub Date, which y'all are going to hear us talk about. I think it's so cool. And an accomplished author in her own right, Allie published her first book, 22 Letters to a Young Woman Searching for Meaning in 2017. I think y'all are going to love her and the work she's doing. And listen, what a good week. Thanksgiving week is a good week to talk about what we want to be reading because we've got some time. So I can't wait for y'all to hear from her. Here's my conversation with Allison Trowbridge. Allie, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Annie, I'm so happy How to be here. How have you never been on here? I don't know. I don't either. Did I not have a podcast when 22 came out? No, I, I think, don't think so. Because okay, It came so out we, in what? 16. 2017. 17. And we, this is what's so sweet, is I met Annie at my book launch. Yes, I showed up at your book launch. Jonathan Merritt <laughs> brought her to my little, like, little yes. mini, mini book launch post party. Oh my gosh, there was no mini to it. There was like 20 people there. It was such a thrown together little, I think it was in the Bowery in New York. Yes. Yes. And Annie came in as this just flash of effervescent light. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this human? How do I keep her? <laughs> and we did. We and decided. We, did. we, we were did. like, we are keeping yeah. each other. We actually did. We actually did. <laughs> we actually did. It's it. so sweet when a friend is – I feel like that's how friendship should be, where you yeah. just you just connect yeah. at a certain level, and you're like, okay, great, done. Yes. I'm in. Yes. That's and it. And then we're just going to do life together. And then we're just going to do it. That's yeah. right. I feel the exact same. I was hoping you would tell that story because I want you to talk to people – about 
launching a book in 2017 and you and like a beautiful memoir mm. of your 20s and your early yeah. 20s. Yeah. And and you haven't written a book since then. No. That people have read. Maybe you've written one, but I, I haven't read no, one you've read. No, 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 no. I, I have been working on one. I have oh, one good. I have one on going in the background. But yeah, no, I wrote a book called Twenty Two, which was the book when I was graduating college. I felt like there was no mentorship and guidance yes. for young women as they were graduating. And so I wrote the book that I wished had existed for me. Mm-hmm. And I actually made this commitment as a 22-year-old of like, whatever I do professionally, I am writing that book someday. And wow. so it was a really cool seven some odd years later. It was such a, a neat full circle moment to actually, yeah, bring it to life. And what have you seen? Like, what's been the experience of doing that kind of mentorship from afar? with people. Yeah, I think it's just so beautiful to, I think we're most impacted by story. And so I wrote it as a series of letters to a fictional character where the reader is meant to almost feel like it's written to them. Mm -hmm. So instead of writing and hearing the responses, I only write one one way letters. And it was just really incredible to, like there was one reader that reached out to me while I was in, because I I published the book while I was going through business school in the UK. Yeah, not only, not business school, tell the whole story. In the UK at Oxford. At Oxford, yeah. You're going to... A big deal business school. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And it's it was a one year no, it was a one year two year program in one year. And so it was just mm-hmm. a super intense. I do not recommend that timing. Yeah. Super, super intense time. But one of these readers reached out and I met her at a pub in London. And it oh, was wow. it was life changing to actually get to see the impact on a reader of something that I had written and to imagine, I kind of say that writing a book is like, it's like you build this house and you spend years of your life building it and decorating it and like imagining what it could be. And then you just walk away and other people get to go live in it. Yeah. And they're going to have their own experiences, their own emotions, their own connect. They're going to bring other people into it. Mm -hmm. And I love the kind of mystery of we never get to know Mm -hmm. the full impact and experience of what that'll be. We just get to like look up at the house on the hill and be like, (laughs) people are living in that thing, you know? (laughs) Yes. I mean, that is, I say that a lot to authors, especially new authors. I'm like, the night before your book releases is the last time it's yours. 100%. And then the next morning you wake up and you go, okay, it's ours. Yeah. Like now, but your analogy of moving out of the house is exactly where you're like, I built that. Right. And now I'm going to move out. And then people are going to have all these experiences and you're like, I don't live. No. Thank you so much for that. I don't live there anymore. Like, great. But also there are things you wrote in 22. There are things I've written in particularly Remember God, and that sounds fun. Right. That if I still lived in that house, I could not write that book. A hundred percent. Right. You have to write it, build it, and then move out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And let it it be its own thing. Let it be its own being. That's the best part, right? That's why books exist after people die. Yeah. It's because it's not the house. It's not dependent on the author. It's dependent on the work. Right. Which is why I am so passionate about books and the book industry and publishing. It's, I mean, it's the original creator form. Yes. This is why we're going to get so into the weeds of the publishing world right now and just let people go with us. It's Thanksgiving week. They are just, they're cooking and they're just listening. We've got the turkey going. Yeah, that's right. The biscuits baking. Talk nerdy to me, that's Annie. That's right. That's <laughs> We're going to talk so nerdy. I heard, I don't mind name calling here. I heard Ron Howard on a podcast mm. and he said, it's like, how people don't read books anymore. They just read them on Kindle. They don't buy the hardback. They don't buy the. And I was like, 
No. That's actually not true. That's not true. Ebook sales go down by two and a half percent every year. Yes, because people still want to hold we them, want the don't they? the physical product. Yeah. yeah, and especially when we live in such a digital world. Yes. I think there's something so, so sweet and beautiful about, and I have nothing wrong with Kindle, but there's something about holding a physical book and the yeah. intimacy of that mm-hmm. that I think is unrivaled. And it, my discipline is I have to put my phone on the other side of my bedroom and get in bed <laughs> yeah. and read a book that I hold. Yeah. Like it makes, totally. I sleep better. It's it's all the science that all the scientists are telling of course. us. Of my course. life is better if the last thing I look at is a book, not my phone. Yeah. There, there's this great stat that says after exercising, reading is the number one thing people wish they did more of. Wow. That's isn't very that crazy? True of me. Right. <laughs> exercising one, <laughs> reading number two. <laughs> I know. But it's like, it's, it's so good for us. It makes it, it just, it makes us healthier, happier, whole beings. Yeah. And, and, I just, my passion is like, how do we get more people reading, talking about books, diving into them, more writers writing? I just, I love all of it. Yeah. Uh, Before we get real nerdy, why are you an expert on this? Why'd you pick this? Mm. Why'd you pick books? And I mean, you created Copper. We're going to talk about Copper. Yeah. And it has been a joy to watch you build this, by the way. I I could get teary. It's been so fun to watch a a woman build such a baller company. Uh But why books? Yeah, you know, I it actually so my my twenties I spent working in the anti trafficking movement. Yes. I, I know this seems like a little bit of a detour, but I, I spent spent my twenties in anti trafficking and when I started no one knew what slavery was. No yeah. one believed it, believed it existed. And I watched a series of books get published that laid the foundation for the modern anti-trafficking movement. Yes. And so I saw the power of books not just to affect personal change, but to also affect social change and actually move the needle on this huge, thorny, intractable issue. Mm. And so I fell in love with publishing on a whole different level because I saw the power of books. Yeah. And so that's that was part of what also drew me to write my own and want to involve myself in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I just really saw the power of it. And mixing the power of it, how much you love it, Yeah, being an author yourself, Yeah, and having a business degree. Yeah, so I think it was also publishing my book while being in business school. Again, I love the publishing industry. I love all the people in the industry, but it has also lacked a lot of innovation. It's it's a, yes. you know, we're talking about print on paper. It's an old school industry by nature, and it, that's a beautiful thing. And at the same time, it just seemed like, gosh, there's such an opportunity to serve authors, and nobody is thinking about how authors reach their readers uh-huh. and how they do it at depth and at scale. And being in business school, I had a, a professor there, Rachel Botsman, who was an yeah. author who I super looked up to, and she kept pulling me aside saying, saying, Ali, I'm frustrated by this process, and I don't know, I don't know what the solution is, but I know there's something here. Mm. No one has disrupted this industry. Yeah. I don't know what the disruption is, yeah. but I'm telling you, go look in that direction. There's something there. And I was like, I am, I was burnt out beyond, yeah. I was the little, the little airplane of my emotional life. It crashed and burned, yeah. and I was just, had no interest whatsoever in taking that risk and putting in that energy. But her saying that to me planted these little seeds that I I took a sabbatical after business school yeah. and it was just a lightning bolt kind of moment. Yeah. And so when you get back here after your sabbatical, yeah, what makes you even, tell me about the moment you even like thought of copper. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, tell me, were you? Do you remember where you were sitting? Where you're like, what if? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a mentor when my book first came out. I was like, I was running on fumes. I yeah. was frenetic. I was, and I sat down with him at eight a.m. I hadn't had any coffee yet, and I was. Where were you at about, the time? I had, New I York, was, L.A. I was in Santa Barbara okay, Santa on Barbara, a break. Right. Yeah, doing my little book launch tour. Yes. and I was like, he's gonna be so proud of me, and I and I'm trying to. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life at yeah. this point because yeah. I'm about to graduate and feeling all of that pressure. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm I'm just, I could do this next or I could do this or I could do this. And he stops me. He doesn't even look at the book I've just handed him. And he's like, Allison, chill the F out. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, I need you to take a break. Yeah. I need you to chill out, turn the engine off, go just sit in a cafe somewhere and rest. Wow. The world will be here when you get back. Wow. I was like, can I write another book while I'm resting? And he's yes. like, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. And and I'm so grateful because he saw the need for me to take a sabbatical. Yeah. And I do think it's such a lesson in creativity is that we can't create great work out of, you know, out out of those fumes. We yeah. have to actually restore our souls yes. and, and rest deeply mm-hmm. in order to be able to then birth something. And yes. so it was in it was the hardest advice I've ever took. It it was really really difficult to have to be a very driven person and have 300 type A students saying what are you doing next mm-hmm. and to say I have no idea I'm going to rest. Right. I'm going to sit. I mean, I'm totally broke. I've just come through <laughs> business school. I'm like it like it was it was not easy. But just to slow down and get quiet, that's where I was talking to a friend's father about a book he wanted to write and had this almost out-of-body experience of, yeah. I have to go I have to go build this thing, whatever this thing is going to be. I, th- I think there is that is such a valuable statement to tell people is that a lot of times our most creative things and our most successful things yeah. are birthed from a moment of rest yeah. or from a place of rest. Absolutely. That's true for me too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would have just kept going. Yeah. I would have right. just run myself into the ground. That's right. So what is copper? So Copper is a platform to connect authors with networks of readers and and help them bring books to market. So it's really what I realized is that after a very long journey and lots of failures and false starts is that if you look at all these social platforms that exist, all of them have focused around a creator group and Uh making them the star in some way. So like dancers on TikTok. And exactly. Okay. And photographers on Instagram and ah, gamers yeah, on Twitch yeah. and musicians on SoundCloud and crafters on Etsy. And for whatever reason, no one has ever built something for authors. Yes. Ever. There's right. never been a platform to help authors. No, because Goodreads isn't for authors. <laughs> when your book gets published. I stay published, away from that no, thing, when your man. Book, when your book comes out, the first thing editors and agents tell you is whatever happens, Annie, no matter how tempted you get, yep. do not look at Goodreads. Yes, that's right. They you say will never do want, not look yeah, at Goodreads. You'll never yep. want to write another book because yep. people are mean. It's for <laughs> it's for very critical readers, yes. which is is fine. We need a place for that. That's but, fi- yeah, that's fine. It exists. You're just not going to catch me there. No, absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely not. And so there's never been a place to center the author experience. And yeah. I think Part of it is because there's there's places for writers and bloggers, but to write a book and spend years of your life creating something that is going to exist in physical form and is actually a product that people buy, uh-huh. that's a very, very different experience than writing a weekly blog, right? Right. And so there's, yeah, I think there was this assumption that publishers could do that, but publishers don't build tech. They don't build right. platforms. Right. 
And so it's just it was this gap in the marketplace. Okay, but to be fair, you didn't build tech at the time either. No, absolutely How- not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I never in a million years. I went to business school because I saw that nonprofits lacked good business thinking and yes. I thought I was gonna stay in the nonprofit world. Yes. I had no intention of starting a company. That was not that was not on my radar. Yeah. And but it Especially was Especially a big tech company. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I had no idea. And but it was it was seeing this gap and I started out thinking, okay, I'm going to do I'm going to be a different kind of publishing house. Yes. I'm going to That's help. what I remember. You yeah. were like, "Let's go, Annie." Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is this is the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship and I would encourage any listener who's ever thought about entrepreneurship or wanted to be an entrepreneur, you first fixate on a problem, yeah. ideally a problem that you have experienced so that you have an intimate understanding of the right. problem and the pain points. And then you focus on a market that you're going to serve. So what is the market of people who yeah. need the solution to that problem? And then you innovate and iterate and change and pivot until you get to the the solution, the product market fit to bridge mm-hmm. that gap. And sometimes you get there immediately, and sometimes it is a very long, yes. iterative process. Yes. And so my first iteration of solving that problem was thinking, okay, I'm going to be a different kind of publishing house and yeah. solve these problems that I'm seeing around helping authors reach readers as the publisher. Yeah. So I incorporated as a publishing house, started out, raised a little bit of money, and a ways into it had a, I, I call it the entrepreneurial trough of sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have to tell me, but tell me. <laughs> oh, my word. Where uh. we, we did all these financial models, and I had this meeting with my my sweet CFO who was like, you know, working, I don't know, five hours a week with me. And and we had a big whiteboard and basically mapped it out. And it was like, we aren't going to make any money was the moral of the story. Wow. It, there was no way I could raise enough money to to be able to build a big enough company to navigate the high fluctuations of this market. Yeah. And, and so I said to him, I was like, okay, well, just write platform on the board. Wow. I think it's I think maybe this is the wrong solution and maybe it's a platform. And so he writes platform and circles it. And I would point it to it. I'm like, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was the it was the art of the pivot of yes. I mean, I would have done things so differently, but I really I was so committed to this thing. And it was like, okay, my initial vision of what I thought this was gonna be was dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And so now you know, I thought I was driving a little bus and it's actually an airplane and I went yeah. off a cliff and now yeah. I've got to build wings and yes. like now I've got to make it fly. Yes. And yeah, and, and so anyway, it's been a steep, steep learning yeah. curve. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Rothy's. New shoes are the perfect way to welcome any season. You know this, and there's no better place to get them than from Rothy's. They have their best-selling flats in round or pointed toes. So cute, and they go with everything. And then their sneakers and loafers are the perfect match for moments when comfort is a must, which is like always to me. Y'all know this. Rothy's has got your fall footwear needs covered. Nothing says fall like soft, plush, merino wool. Y'all. This is year three that Rothy's has launched an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles, and they are incredibly comfortable and cozy. And just like all your other favorite Rothy's styles, they're 100% machine washable. And Rothy's style doesn't just stop at shoes, y'all. Their spacious washable bags are perfect for effortlessly carrying all of your essentials. 
It's tough to say if it's the comfort or the cuteness that I love most about my Rothy's, but one of my favorite features, this is probably my favorite, is that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. Get those things out of the ocean and onto our feet, right? Got some good news for you fellas, too. Rothy's shoes aren't just for women anymore. That's right. Rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. Okay, fellas, we see you. The men's line features the same level of craftsmanship as Rothy's women's line. They're durable, washable, and better for the planet. Plus, they are extensively tested for a perfect fit, wash after wash. In fact, Forbes calls Rothy's men's shoes a travel must-have. Real Rothy's customers have nothing but great things to say, like Lisa, who says, these shoes are like walking on clouds. Okay, Lisa. And Julie, who loves that there's, quote, no break-in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. Julie loves her comfort. No wonder Rothy's best-selling shoes, The Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. To help you enjoy this fall season, and Style Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us this chance to share this super rare opportunity with our friends for a limited time. So right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. So head to rothys.com slash sounds fun to find your new favorites today. And now back to our conversation with Allie. We've, I'm, I'm so interested talking about this because we've experienced it with the That Sounds Fun Network where I personally had the problem where yeah, I wanted yes. a better experience on a network. I yes. knew there were things I wanted that I wasn't experiencing. And then I knew the market was podcasters. Like right. I knew the podcasters needed help. Right. Absolutely. And, and while outwardly it is growing, we are adding shows and the shows are going, inwardly we're having to innovate all the time. And go like, wait, that didn't work. This isn't working. This is working, but that's not working for them. I mean, yeah. It, I think even people don't realize that when outwardly you see a product on a shelf yeah. or outwardly you see a platform launch or outwardly you see a meal at a restaurant yeah. behind in the kitchen, yeah. they are still trying to come up with a better menu. Absolutely. It's wild. I Absolutely. had no idea. I'd never been an entrepreneur before. No. I mean, because, well— I just had never built a company right, like that right, sounds right, fun right. network. Like exactly. you've done with copper. I just yeah, didn't know. <laughs> exactly. But but that's the beautiful thing is that I think the best entrepreneurs are people with problems. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> funny way to put it. It's good. But it is, it is once because if you if you experience a problem and you're an empathetic person, yeah. you don't just want to solve it for yourself. You yeah, want to solve it for everyone else who's experienced that yeah. problem. And so when we think about copper. For so, let's talk to our friends for starters who are readers. Yeah, what is copper for readers? Yeah, so it's a place where you can save, share, organize books. So it's it is it's bookshelves, it's curation, it's the ability to create recommendations. So being able to share, not only track what you're reading, but yeah. share like here's my reading list if you're starting a company and being able to share it and share it to other social channels. And then it's also discovery. So being able to follow friends and see what they're reading and yeah. read books with them. And then it's also the being able to connect with the author. So there's no what's wild to me is that there's no place right now where readers can actually talk to authors about the book. No. While they're reading it. It no. just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so it's it's discussion threads where Readers can ask questions to the author. They can ask questions and debate ideas with each other, kind of like Reddit threads, but yeah. around the book. Yeah. If it's a fiction book, you can add a spoiler alert so then you don't <laughs> yeah. see the title Good. so that we don't give anything away. <laughs> um, and then we also have live events. So you can host and join live events and live discussions in, in the app about the book. 
whether it's with the author or with other readers. So Can, what, what's the benefit? I, I'm in a book club and I love it. We yeah. meet like once a month, but it's yeah. all people in my neighborhood. Oh, sweet. So what's the benefit of doing kind of an online version of that? Yeah, and I think I think in-person is amazing, too. The The online is just helping you connect with people that you don't live in the same vicinity next yeah, to. Yeah. And especially, again, with the author themselves, being able to, to you know, take 20 minutes and ask the, the author those face-to-face questions. And yeah. I wanted to recreate that experience I had with that reader in London yeah. where I, you know, got to see the impact the that the book had on her life and I got to answer questions and process it with her and it it truly shaped me as a writer and made me want to do it again because it's such a hard process. Yeah, it's so right, hard. Right. It's so hard. You know, it's like and and that's the payoff as you see it impact somebody. So I wanted to close the gap between author and reader and then again allow readers to connect with one another and do that in a way that that was sustainable, scalable and just hyper social. I mean it's wild to think that you had that one conversation in London. Yeah. And then the one conversation in Santa Barbara. And God's just like, you tell me. I won't tell you. You tell me what you've seen God tie together. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is. it has felt like... It, I mean, it's totally like that analogy of the back of the tapestry, you know, uh-huh. where it's just all naughty and loose ends and super messy. And it is, it is a, it is a bumpy road. I, I recently reframed my thinking about entrepreneurship from because every day you run into problems. Yeah. And so I recently literally every day, literally every day. (laughs) And I kept thinking, what's wrong with me that this is so hard? Yeah. And I, I recently reframed it to, okay, my job is I'm a creative problem solver. Wow. And so every day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to expect there to be problems wow. that I get to creatively solve. Right. And then it's and then it helps you roll with the punches more and just yeah. realize that it's all part of the process. So, I mean, I I look at where it's at and it's it's honestly been a divine scavenger hunt of feeling like the wow. whole way it's just I find another clue and then that connects me to a person that I then get advice from and then they introduce me to someone else and then that person gives me an insight that then I bring back into the product and then that influences the team and then the team does it. And it's just the whole thing has been just truly this divine scavenger hunt yeah. of – of you know, on the way to the, the the treasure of creating something that that will be meaningful in people's in people's lives, and it's super humbling because yeah. I look at what it is today, and I'm like, that did not. It wasn't like that just came from my brain. I wish yeah. I could say that it did. <laughs> I'm not that smart. I just I truly Me fixated either. on this problem and was. I I honestly think it's just the not giving up. Oh, we're gonna talk about that because you've been working on. I mean. You've been telling me about copper for th- two couple years, of years, three years. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. I mean, you just haven't – every pro- time you ran into a, oh, this isn't going to work, Yeah, you did not care. Yeah, well, like, that did not, I, I care. I, I mean, you didn't care about it being a sign that the door was yeah. closed. Yeah. How did you know to keep going? Honestly, there was just enough there where I, I was like, "There's, there's still, a, there's still a thread to follow. There's still, yeah. there's, and I just, I know how big this problem is." Mm-hmm. I know I know that people need what we're building. Mm-hmm. And so it's truly been a just honestly a deep sense of conviction because it has not been it has been so unbelievably hard that I'm like if I I'm yeah, you have to be insane to yeah. to do something like this. I <laughs> I I think there was a wire that didn't get connected at birth in my brain. <laughs> 
like a, you know a wire the quitting wire <laughs> good but, but where it's like hey this is this is not working it's time to just like let it go or that's really risky like maybe you should get a job you know just like I don't know I just I I couldn't I couldn't let it go because I knew that I knew that that people needed it yes. and and I think that it's only been sometimes I wonder like why hasn't this been built before and I think because it's it sounds obvious, but it, it actually – it was such an iterative journey yeah. to find the obvious piece yeah. that was kind of buried in the middle of the market. Something that Jesus just keeps reminding me is that uh, it is very rare in the Bible that we're told to stop. <laughs> it wow. is We're told not to fear. Wow. But Ooh, all, over that just and over me again, chills, Annie. I've never Jesus thought about says, that. this is why you should pray and not give up. And this is why you should persevere and knock and the door will be open. Ask, yeah. seek, knock. You know, like it's not like knock. And if it doesn't open, walk away. Wow. Right? I mean, I just was like, I've kind of had this moment a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, we're just not supposed to give up. Wow. Right? So you, all you're doing, all you are doing is gospel work. <laughs> you oh, are just man. doing gospel work with copper. No, the, oh, gosh, that's so true. And it, it is, it is. Yeah, at every turn, I've truly had some very, very intense heart-to-hearts with God of like, okay, is this not, is this just not meant to happen? Yeah. Because it's so hard. Yeah. And I'm okay. It's like I'm, I'm, you know, it's a bruise to the ego, but I'm okay. I, I feel like I failed so many times over in this thing mm-hmm. and just, and yeah, and just kept moving forward with it. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the, I really... Again, advice to aspiring entrepreneurs is it has to be something where not only do you want it so much, but you're so deeply in on it that plan B is a new plan A. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just yeah. like when I was when I was a little kid, my we'd visit my grandparents. My my grandfather had this picture that hung above the dining room table of a golfer uh-huh. and it had a quote by it that said, "Play for more than you can afford to lose and you will learn the game." Play for more than you can afford to lose, and you will learn the game. Yeah, and wow. I, I used to stare at that as a little kid because I'd be bored at the dinner table, and I'm like, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. And as I would get older and older, it started yeah. to to land, and I just reflected on that a lot through the whole thing. It's yes. like my first, my first small angel check was from the mother of my God kids. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, wow. and I mean, people that I love and respect have bet on me yeah. to make this work. And honestly, I think if I had, you know, the resources to just have funded this myself, I would have given up years ago. Wow. It was the because fact. Because it was like, just, it's just money. It's gone. Yeah, I did yeah. it. Yeah. It's the fact that people bet on me and believed yeah. in me. Like, I, I have a friend who once told me that the story of of. Peter walking on water. He's like everyone focuses on on Peter walking towards Jesus, but but you have to also think about all of the all of the disciples in the boat who were behind him, didn't get out, cheering him on. Well, and cheering him on and supporting him, sure. you know, watching yeah. him go. And and you're so I, much nicer, man. I'm always like, they weren't brave enough because yeah. <laughs> Peter's my guy. I love oh, Peter. I love so that. you're like, oh, they were cheering him on, and I'm like, yeah, they were like too scared. You're like, no, no, no. You're telling a much better story. You're so sweet. <laughs> You're right. They were cheering him you. on. That's very I, sweet. Yeah, they were cheering him on. That's or they, good. Whatever. Yes. But but my my friend, I told that to my friend Esther Fleece once, who's yes. an amazing I author. And and so we we've always had this thing where anytime one of us is doing something that's cr- cr- like hard or yes. takes courage, yeah. the other one will text and say, "I'm in your boat" with a little oh. boat emoji. Okay, that's much sweeter. <laughs> very good. I'm in your boat. Yeah, that's I'm it. in your boat. 
boat. Yes. I'm in your boat. But I, all of that to say, I think I think I had a lot of people in my boat. Yes. I had a lot of people who were just, you know, saying we're watching you go and we believe we believe you can do this. Yes. And so there were a lot of times I stopped believing in myself. Even now, I've, I, you know, I would say it's like every week or two, I have like a dark night of the soul yeah. where I'm like up all night, like, what am I doing? Yes. And you just, but it's people believe in and mm-hmm. believe in us. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and I, I think this is true entrepreneurially. I think it can be true about spiritual things going on in your Absolutely. life. It can be true relationally, where you Absolutely. go like, I think this is falling apart. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. Absolutely. And and I think you're modeling a beautiful thing of going like, I am a hundred percent sure of what God is asking me to do with copper. And also I ask him questions to make sure I'm a hundred percent sure. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And both are true. Yes, that's it. I think that is the way of faith is going, I all the way believe this. And if God turns the road or closes the door, I will be fine. Yes. And it will not rock my faith to not get to the end of this story. Completely. But I'm going to live like I'm going to get to the end of this story because I hundred percent, A hundred percent. And that's, and that's why I would say, too, I would encourage anyone who's been through a season of, of or is feeling burnt out right now to, f- to find a way to take that break and turn the mm-hmm. engine off and, and get still and get to that place of of true restoration. Like when, when a weekend doesn't make you feel restored, like yeah. a true two days off doesn't yeah. make you feel filled up. That's probably when you need a, a longer, longer weekend. Yeah. Um, but taking that time for me, I finally came to a place with God where I, I, I was, yeah, I was going for this walk and I just had this like, sweet revelation of I'm okay just as me. Like if I yeah. never produce anything ever again, wow. you know, if this, if this is it and I'm just kind of, you know, I just live a very quiet life henceforth. I'm okay. I'm enough. Yeah. I'm enough. I don't yeah. need to earn love or approval. And getting to that place of security in my identity gave me a foundation from which I could go out and build something wow. and not have an identity crisis when it got hard. Yes. Yes. Or when it does what you didn't think it would do either totally. way, negative or positive. Totally. If your identity can be detached from your purpose yes. as best you can and from the work you're putting your hands to, then when you win, it ain't about you. And when you no. lose, it ain't about you. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, it's it's been so incredibly humbling because I've mm-hmm. – yeah, I, I feel like it's been a, a – I like to say I got a Ph.D. in rejection, for one. <laughs> if Whenever you go and do fundraising, you just learn how to get everybody telling you. I mean, most authors experience that, too. Yes, you know, course. anytime you're doing something creative, it's – but it's – yeah, it's building those resiliency muscles along the way, I yeah. think, is is the most – yeah, that's where the value is. I 100% agree. Okay, so for our friends listening who want to write a book. Yeah. How – is Copper for published authors like – me, yep. and for people who are going to self-publish a book of poetry yep. about their grandparents? Yep, it okay. totally is. So so we say, aspire, we call them aspiring authors, uh-huh. which actually is something that's really beautiful is I read this amazing, amazing statistic that says 81% of Americans dream of writing a book someday. Oh my gosh, 81%. Isn't that amazing? And I just think about how many stories oh need to get told that don't get told because mm-hmm. people have no idea where to begin or they don't have the encouragement or support to yes, do it. Yes. And and it's not about 
every not everyone is going to needs to hit the bestseller list. It's totally. it's writing the story, whether it's even just for your community or yes. your grandchildren or you know for that group of a thousand or a hundred people who need to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I just want to see more of those books get written and stories yeah. get told and and aspiring new authors break into the market yeah. who don't have. I mean, it's a very you know, it's a very kind of closed black box sort of industry where if you're, you haven't been a part of it, it's hard to know where to start. And so I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of stories don't get told. So I want Copper to be a place that kind of, that creates more equality and equity across the publishing world and allows more new voices and, and underserved voices, underrepresented voices yes. to um, to have the opportunity to, to access audiences and get and get amplified. Hey friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. As our team has grown here at Downs Books and at the That Sounds Fun Network, we've consistently seen how challenging it can be to come up with a pool of truly qualified candidates. But the hires we've made through Indeed, which we have three people that we have hired through Indeed, have yielded such impressive results, y'all. I mean, such impressive results. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick whatever skills are important to you from over 135 different ones and get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. These assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone. Talent doesn't have to prove themselves again. You've already seen what they can do and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% and that really matters. According to Indeed data worldwide, y'all are going to want to shorten that hiring time. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sound fun. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. The offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I have one last incredible partner to share with you, Pendulum. We are all paying attention to being good friends to ourselves and becoming the healthiest version of ourselves that we can be. And we all know that nutrition plays a huge role in your gut health or what they call your microbiome. Okay. And we're learning more and more about how gut health impacts your mental and physical well-being. The science is clear that a healthy gut microbiome, you know, with the good bacteria that helps our bodies process food, is a key to healthy lifestyles. But now we're learning about the connection between your gut health and type 2 diabetes. Pendulum Glucose Control is the first and only medical probiotic that's designed to help manage A1C and blood glucose levels through the health of your microbiome. So people with type 2 diabetes, over time, they can lose the gut bacteria that helps them digest fiber and manage their blood glucose levels. Sometimes diet and exercise alone can help keep that in check, but studies are showing that the best approach is one that emphasizes diet, exercise, and a healthy gut microbiome. If you have type 2 diabetes, I know it can feel like an uphill battle to keep those levels in check with diet and exercise alone. It's possible that your gut microbiome might need attention. Pendulum Glucose Control helps fill in the gaps by providing the first and only probiotic designed to manage blood glucose and A1C levels. With Pendulum, you can feel in control of your levels, not the other way around. 
So take control of your glucose levels today. Try Pendulum Glucose Control for 90 days. If you're not satisfied with your levels, you'll get your money back. So visit PendulumLife.com to find out more and use the promo code that sounds fun for 20% off your first bottle of membership. That's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com promo code that sounds fun. And now back to finish our conversation with Allie. Equality and equity yeah. are really important. We just had an episode a couple of weeks ago where Christina Edmondson was saying, like, the thing that the church can do for it, to increase diversity, it's not just awareness. Yeah. It is actually sharing power. Yeah, 100%. And so 100%. Copper's doing that because anybody yeah. can get on there as an author. Yeah. So yeah. there is no barrier. Totally. N- no matter socioeconomic level, yeah. the family you come from, yep. the race you were born, n- none of that yeah. affects your ability. Male, female, anybody can be an author on Copper. Yeah, if you write a book. yeah, and and to what's sweet is to get verified on the platform. You have to have you actually have to be a published author. You have to have a a book out. So it's also fun because, I mean, maybe you have a huge TikTok following, but if you're not a published author, yeah. you know, it's it's really allowing the authors to be the stars. But when you That's onboard, so cool. you can also mark if you're an aspiring author. Yeah, and so we'll roll out like a badge feature so that yeah. as it's it's fun for me to think through the tools we'll be able to to build to support those who are working on a book, dreaming yeah. of a book, wanting to write a book, don't know where to begin, don't know who to and talk to. And what does it to. take to be published? Does it just have to be on Amazon? Do you just have to be able to buy a book? You have to be able to buy the book. Okay, so it's not like a publisher has to pick you up Mm-mm. to get verified you can on be, Copper. You can be self-published. Yeah, you oh, just have to have done the work. Awesome. Yes, all you have to do is done the work. You have to do the work. That is so good. <laughs> that yeah. 81%. Yeah. Let's get 81% right? of our friends writing books Right. that are all of them, 100% dreamers. Because then what I, I'm just dreaming up like, man, when I started, if I'd have had copper, because my first book was self-published. Yeah. If I'd have had copper to gather the my audience around and talk with me through reading the book, yeah, I would have learned so much about the book that and actually, about my own yeah. process. That actually just gave me chills, Annie. I didn't know your first book was self-published. Yeah. yeah. In I, 2010. Yeah. I think so many people, so many of us in general, we, we opt ourselves out uh-huh. because... We're like, well, I don't have a huge following. I don't have connections in publishing. I don't know where to begin. And this is the, I mean, again, for your listeners, it's like you just did the work. You just wrote the book that needed to be written, and you put it out there, and you trusted the process. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, that's the journey I want to encourage people on. It's like you had this story beating inside of you, and you just yeah. did it. Yes. I say that to people all the time. I'm like, just get the book out of you. Right. When they're like, how do I write a book? I'm like, just get it out of you and then call me back. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything until it is out of your body. Yeah. And I also think the place that the enemy tries to stop authors is between their head and their hands. Yeah, Like Because once you've typed it That's and once resistance. it's emailed yeah. to somebody else, yeah. you can't get it back in your body. Yeah. The book is out. You've done the work. Now it's just about whether will you take the next steps. But the hardest one yes. is moving it out of your body. The yes. lizard brain, the resistance, whatever, totally. all the things that Seth Godin talks about. Yes. If you don't get if, – if you, if you let that win, we can't help you. Right. No. Copper can't help no, you. No, Copper can't help you. That no. sounds fun. Network can't help you. No publisher. We cannot help you yeah. if the book stays in your brain. But if you will just let it out of your fingers, yeah. there's a thousand people who can help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what's fun is, is I mean, that piece is where the true magic ha- happens. Yeah. Like that, that piece of, I mean, that's like 
to to me that process of writing and creating is is genuinely a mystical experience. Mm-hmm. Like my book twenty two was something that I had this concept, and then years, probably five years later, I was really really jet lagged overseas and sat up in bed at dawn and had the it was like a download where I just did I ever tell you that no it was it was the one of the craziest spiritual experiences of my life. I oh my sat gosh. up in bed and it was just like a brrr, just yeah, download of I just saw it and it was like, oh my gosh, it's it's letters. It's like screw tape letters meets little women in the 21st yeah. century. It was just I just saw exactly what it had to be. And and from there I just kind of went to act on it. But mm. all of that to say that piece of it is truly the mystical, magical, spiritual part of creation. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it, it's the rest of it I can build a platform That's for. Right. We can connect the dots. <laughs> That's and right. You know what I mean? That's, That's right. Then we can do the tech. Yeah. I yeah. sat in my manager's office yesterday and just cried because something went sideways. Yeah. And I was like, the thing I can't understand is how did this thing go sideways when I see it 10 times bigger than this? Yeah. I was like, I can see the whole yes. thing. I know how it goes. Yeah. And she said, well, if you can see it, it's going to happen. We're just going to have bumps in the roads like this. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, yeah, this is building. This is building something. This is what it means to build something. I know. I need you as the creator. I need yeah. you to see the end. Yeah. Because I can't see the end, but I can get us there. Yeah. But we're going to have, because I was like, is this mean nothing's <laughs> totally. ever going to happen? Totally. And, totally. And so, but you're reminding me like, man, those downloads matter because on the days where the stop two of the bus yeah. means that the tire blue yeah. does not mean the bus route stops. Exactly. The bus will keep going to the destination, but exactly. my, we have a blown tire currently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so we got to get out the crank and totally. That's right. That's exactly right. It's so true. And I think I think we look at other people's success and we assume that, you know, that we're the abnormal one who, who totally. it's really hard the whole totally. way. And that everybody else is just smooth Well, that's sailing. what I'm doing because you know people listening are going, Annie cried in her manager's office yesterday. And yeah. I'm on Instagram going— Look how easy it is for that person. Yeah. Look how big that yeah. is for them. Look how many yeah. people are doing that with them. Look at that. You know, yep. everybody has people yes. they're looking at. They, people looking at you and me thinking we don't have problems and we're both crying in our manager's yeah. offices. Yeah. And we're looking at people and thinking they don't have problems. Yeah. And they are they have problems too. We yeah, I, we're just all a big bunch of problem <laughs> havers. <laughs> you know? It is hard being a human. It it is so hard being a human. <laughs> so it is so hard. And and I so think it's hard. also so that you know, thank God none of us can take ourselves too seriously. That's right. That's right. Because, yeah, we're not that capable. Right. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I'm just, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, this is also, I'm I am going to be passionate about books my whole life. Yeah. One of my grandmothers was a librarian, and the other set of grandparents owned a local bookstore in yeah. my hometown. Wow. And so all really? I ever knew, yes, I spent every Saturday at my grandparents' bookstore. Oh, my god. And so all I, it's why our company is called Downs Books, is because that was the name of the bookstore. Oh, Annie. I know, I isn't that cool? That. And so so I have always known and loved books, but yeah. but even even as we're having this conversation, I'm going, well, that's why it matters, even for the Bible. That's a little yeah. bit of a Jesus juke, but I don't mean it to be, but even books like Little Women. Yeah. And books we can circle up around on copper. Yeah are like, oh, yeah, because this is written down by someone else and they survived their story yeah, and they didn't take themselves too seriously, yeah. okay, I'll be okay too. Totally. Like books just remind us that we're going to be okay. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's the greatest driver of, of empathy yeah. is story. And I would go even farther to say, you know, it's if nothing near death, crazy, intense happens, if there aren't big problems to be solved, it's not a good book. Uh, oh, man, I 
hate that you said I know, that. I went there. <laughs> because I that's went true there. about life. If I know, there aren't big there. problems to be solved, it's not a good story. It really, what a it nightmare. really isn't. And You're so right. sometimes You're right, Allie. I know. And so in my my weekly, this is too hard. I can't do this. I yeah. try to put myself 10, 20 years down the road looking back. Yeah. And and then you just you know like imagine looking back and seeing the whole big picture right and the then tapestry like, thing right you turn totally. it around and you go that is so pretty right <laughs> I had no idea the back is yeah. so brutal I was just seeing all of these ugly <laughs> knots and loose ends and it's yeah. just a mess it's just a mess okay so Allie all of our friends are like put me on copper yes. how do I start yes. I want to be in book clubs I want to talk to my favorite authors yep. I want to build a bookshelf yep. we go to copperbooks.com copperbooks.com okay. and then you'll be able to to sign up for early release of the yeah. app and be some of the first users on the platform. We want all of the That Sounds Fun community. Oh, you know. you know. Well, you and I offline have brainstormed four so times much. about how we get That Sounds Fun involved with Copper, so how much. I get as an author involved with Copper. I mean, I think this is – and the baseline is if we love books, we need Copper. Done. Yeah. If you love books, you need Copper. Yeah. But it, now it's also like my friend built this. Like everyone listening <gasps> is like, my friend built this. And we're gonna love it. And y'all are releasing yeah. stuff all the time. Yeah, making it better, better, better. Yeah, it's it's so it's so fun. It's just gonna be so fun over the next year. Everything we're gonna be able to release and launch, and all of the features. Ugh. And it's it's just it, it truly becomes just connecting the dots. Because I just have this dream of there being like a that sounds fun hub over there. Yeah, and everybody's just talking to each other about what they I read. I love that. I like. I can't wait because we love talking love about books. People that. get on to me all the time about how many books we we how many authors we bring on, and they're like, "How am I supposed to keep up with all this?" I'm like, "We just need to book club." You it. just go, yeah, just, just go into copper, copper it. Okay, what are you reading right now? Oh my gosh, I'm reading. Gosh, I'm reading so many books. Um, what am I reading? I actually just started reading Deep Work by Cal Newport. I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's good. It is blowing my mind. Okay. We're reading. We're reading that one as a copper team right now. Yeah. And it's super convicting because I we don't realize how distracted we are day in and day out yeah. in our lives. And and so it's all about how do you get intensive focus time. Mm. And the greatest, the people who have truly shaped culture, society, mm-hmm. learned how to do deep work, yeah. even if it was just two hours a day. And for wow. all of you, 81% of people who are going to write your books, yes. it's deep work. It's deep work. You have to be away from your phone. It's deep work, yeah. I worked at a coffee. I've got a coffee shop I'm working at one day a week to get through some writing. And the, the person behind the counter was someone who knew who I was, which yeah. is very kind. Yeah. And they were like, do you want the Wi-Fi password? I was like, no. <laughs> Please no. Please do not Please give no. me access to the internet. I have to not work. It was like hanging up somewhere. They weren't like, Annie, would you like? But it was just like, they were just being sweet. And I was like, no, 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 no. Please don't. Don't tell me because I have to do deep work. I yeah. have to. And the, if I have any access to the internet, deep work yeah. does not happen for me. No, totally. No, totally. for me. And then I've also been trying to read more just fun fiction. Yeah. Because it's just so sweet to get lost in a story. Yes, yes. Um, I recently, Sean and I quizzed her me on to Louise Penny. Okay. I haven't read her yet. Oh, Annie. Okay. Louise Penny, I'm writing it oh, down. Oh, Annie. Oh, Annie. Okay. I didn't even know this was a genre. Yeah. Cozy Mysteries. <laughs> I did not know this was a genre either. I had no Cozy idea. Cozy Mysteries. I had no She has like 17. <gasps> not, she's like the modern day Agatha Christie. But a little cozier? 
It's and and it's this guy Inspector Gamache. Oh and he's yes, French Emily in P. Canada Freeman loves these. And, yes, and they're always eating buttery, flaky croissants <laughs> and talking about food, which is why I think Shauna likes it. It's yes. just, it is just, it's so, it's yummy and it's. It's it's just so good. Okay, it's so good, and so that that's been fun. I've read a couple of those. I is just, Louise Penny still alive? Is she still yeah. a living author? Oh, Can we get her on Copper and talk to us totally. about? Totally. <laughs> she's just yeah. She just released a book. I think this week. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. I know. It's that so makes fun. me so happy. Okay, before we go, we gotta talk about pub date. Your new oh podcast. Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, what's it about? Okay, so. It literally, when we're recording this, it has just launched. It launches, yeah. Yeah. yeah today, I think. Yeah. So what I realize, one of my favorite things is to talk to authors, not only about their books, but about the process. Yes, of everybody the wants to talk about the process. Because it is truly a perilous journey of near-death experiences <laughs> really? and sobbing in the yes. office and just <laughs> all of it, all of it. Um, and so so I realized the the date that an author obsesses over for a year and a half is their pub date, yep. the date their book will be published. And so I wanted to do a podcast that was focused on the pub date yeah. and on the date the book is going to come out. Mo- not, not all the episodes, but most of the episodes will actually release on the pub date. Of, of the, the person's book. book. That's so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. And Allie. so and so it's them <sighs> being able to share not only about the what of mm-hmm. what they wrote, but mm-hmm. actually get off script and talk about the why and the how and, and yeah. the challenging parts and 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 you know what they the process, the transformation that happened in yes. their own lives yes. for that book. When uh, we do that interview, can we here's what what I would love when I would love to do a pub date episode with you. I'm inviting 100%. myself onto your show. You're on. I would love for you to also have have me and one of my employees who has had to help run the pre-order Ooh. because she has said every day. I had no idea how much more an author did besides write the book. Wow. She was like, I just had no, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. She was like, I thought you wrote a book. And then the publisher gets it out. And the publisher does make the book. I don't know how to make the book, but it is on, in 2021, it is on the author to do a lot of the marketing that the publisher helps you create, for sure. Yes. But we... It has been it has been a bit of a mind boggling yes. experience yes. for my coworkers. No, totally, totally. <laughs> people have no idea how much. I mean, it is a full product. It's like launching a company. Yes. It's a full product launch. Yes. Which again, going back to Copper, is I realize all of these authors are trying to like dance on TikTok. And they're like, why am I failing at marketing? Yes. And it's like, well, dancing shouldn't have to be the only way to do marketing in 2021 <laughs> right. and to reach readers. Right. And so it was like, okay, there's got to be a better space for that. Yes. But yeah, there's so much behind the scenes. And people just don't realize how much an author needs team. Yes. If you if it's so an author true. gets disappointed at pub date and launch week because it's just them yeah. and their publisher. So let's back up a year yep. and make a way for you to have someone you've yeah. employed to help you launch a book. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, we have a team here. That, it it's not takes just me. a village. It absolutely. It so I think it would be fun if you want to. We can You can say no, but I think it would be so in. interesting for people to hear I what it takes from idea. a team yeah. to get a book out, I that it's not just the idea. author. And it was a kid's book. I wrote 32 pages. Like, it's not a lot of words. Wow. But it took, it has been the most, probably the most work intensive book launch possibly for my team that we've ever done. Really? Uh-huh. It's been wild. 
And so wow. I think it would be, I think you would enjoy oh hearing my gosh. from her. Done. Yeah. Done. I think it'd be really fun. Oh, that's so fun. Um, okay. Is there anything we didn't say? Okay. So people need to go listen, subscribe to Pub Date. I can't wait to listen to those because the, the making the sausage of publishing oh makes me equally like a researcher and Joan of Arc. Where I I'm know, like, what happened to you? They I forgot know. to put in your forward. I mean, <laughs> things like that just make me want to lose my mind. I know. Okay, so we listen to Pub Date. We go to copperbooks.com. That'll get us all started with Copper. Yep. yep. Follow us at Copper Books on Instagram for oh, all, the, I love all the updates. Like, yes, oh, that's I love so sweet. it. And you were just in Forbes, so we'll link to that. No big oh. deal. Just a just a total profile in Forbes about being a businesswoman. So <laughs> fine, Allie, fine. What do we not talk about that you want to make sure we cover? Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think we nailed perfect. it. The last question we always ask. Mm. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Ooh. What sounds fun to me? I'm going to say cozying up with a cozy mystery yes. and eating a buttery croissant. <laughs> oh, that's that a just great sounds answer. so happy right now. But and we're I- not in Paris, sadly. You'll have Joy will have to eat the buttery croissants with us. Nashville is not known for our croissants, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, well that's unfortunate. I know. We'll, we'll start a croissant shop. <laughs> yes, next. now we have a problem. We'll, now we <laughs> have a problem. We know we have a market that's of fellow right. croissant lovers. That's right. We need to innovate a solution. Yes. We're, we're about to start a new business. Get ready, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. Okay, cozy mysteries with a buttery croissant. I mean, let's do it. Let's go. Especially for the holidays. Yes. I will say it's whenever there's there's a time like the holidays where you're getting some downtime, like do yourself a solid and just pick a fun book yes. that you're going to yes. just get to lose yourself in. Mm-hmm. I think there's – I always am – I focus so much on learning and, and kind of the work side of things. And I think there's something so beautiful to allow, allow our imaginations to run wild. Yeah. Find a book that you will get lost in the story. Yeah. And just bless yourself. Brilliant. That's it. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bless yourself. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well done. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Don't you love her? Isn't Copper the coolest? I know. I know. I know. We're all going to be there. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Be sure to check out Copper. Check out Allie's book, 22. Especially if you are in that age bracket or you have somebody you love in that age bracket. Man, I loved it. I read it just a few years ago, and I absolutely loved it. So grab a copy of that and Allie's podcast, Pub Date. Make sure you're subscribed, and you'll hear us on there one of these days pretty soon. Go follow her and follow Copper. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie Updowns on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today what sounds fun to me is seeing my family, my nephew and my dad, always listen to the podcast and dance along to the song that's about to come on from Torin Wells. So I wish I was with them today. That's what sounds fun to me. Have a great couple of days. We'll see you back here on Wednesday with my sweet friend, Hannah Brown. We'll see y'all then. Yeah.